An Instagram post gets an unexpected boost. A TikTok catches in the algorithm. Sometimes that's all it takes to launch someone into internet fame. But then what? This Blew Up is a new podcast documentary that reveals how social media stardom is made. It's a different kind of fame that's not always as glamorous as it looks. From Spotify and the Ringer Podcast Network, I'm Alyssa Bereznak. You can listen to This Blew Up on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff, with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on. I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit JiffyLube.com. Welcome to Sea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringo Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Amelia Wattemeyer. And today we are checking in with Spotify Wrapped, Disenchanted, and Comfort Celebrity Interviews. This is a classic end of year pod. Mm-hmm. Um, at the top, we're checking in with our Spotify Wrapped. Some surprises, a lot that we could have assumed. Um, mm-hmm. Shall we go through ours? And we're going to highlight Kaya's as well, even though she's not officially participating. Quick disclaimer. We've been doing this for years, long before we got acquired by Spotify. We're not, you know, company <laughs> shills. Also, I have to say, we have gotten better at curating our wrapped. And so they've gotten less chaotic and therefore less entertaining over the years. But I still think there are some nuggets in here. No, yeah. I th- yeah. A yeah. window into our souls. <laughs> there you go. Okay. Let's do our top artist highlights, Kate. K-pop continues to edge out like the indie sad girl side of my listening, mm. but it gets closer every year. My sure. top genre was still K-pop this year. I think because of like my workout playlist, but mm. I take my, you know, I still taking my little like sad girl walks, yep. if you will, just trudging around the neighborhood. And as much as I love K-pop, it's more of like a visual medium. So I do a lot of like YouTubing Mm -hmm. with Mm -hmm. K-pop. Whereas like you just got to put on, you know, 
like Phoebe Bridgers or Gracie Abrams yeah. or whoever for for my trudging. Uh, mm-hmm. So the more I trudge, the uh, the more K-pop <laughs> is threatened by that genre. So we'll do you see. do you like Gracie Abrams? I just recently learned that she is the daughter of yeah, what's his face, JJ. JJ. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, I actually do like her. You oh, know, okay. I, I right. mean, she's like in that category of like you know Lizzie McAlpine and like the kind of like the Gen Z. Yeah. Um, like influenced by Taylor Swift and Phoebe sure. Bridgers like category. Yeah. Um, but I do like them. Do you think you're doing less sad girl trudging and less sad girl <laughs> indie music because you moved back to California and like, but I'm Indiana still doing phase? more. That's what I'm saying is mm. every year K-pop is more mm. threatened because okay. <laughs> I see because of this. And okay. I feel like it's also because I'm not driving as much. And so mm-hmm. like the, the vibe oh. for walking music is different than the vibe for like commuting. Liz, totally. I have something to talk to you about that later because I know you have a commuting song on here. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I just, K-pop's still my top genre, but it is, I think it's in danger. So we'll see okay. in future years where okay. it goes. Wow. Okay. That's scary. I mean, not scary. <laughs> I just like, whoa, change, you know, what's happening so fast. Here All right, Millie, go through yours. What are your top artist um, highlights? My top artist highlights are just, it's like the same pretty much every year. So I wasn't too shocked at who showed up. But listen, um, there's no Florida Georgia line on here this year. Okay. It's true. It's true. No Tim McGraw, if you will. Um, I, yeah. So it's actually, it's back to, you're right. It's back to pop because uh, instead of like country, country pop, that's Mm -hmm. embarrassing. Um, I mean, this is still (laughs) embarrassing, but like not as, like, that's like, I might have to kill myself. This is a solid lineup. This is a solid list. Things are popular because they're good. You know? Okay, thank you. Yeah, that's what I was like. Yeah, totally. But um, so I had Doja Cat as number one and Britney nice. at number two, Ariana Grande three, four was Justin Bieber and five was <laughs> uh, Taylor Swift. I was kind of shocked because I, I mean, I guess I listened to her music, but I was just like, oh, okay. So can we talk about the sneaky Taylor Swift? Con- yes. Because Taylor Swift was my number one artist. And I swear, I don't listen to her that much. (laughs) I feel like her, the sheer just volume of her catalog really sneaks up on that rap because you think you don't listen to it that much, but she has 4,000 songs. Yeah. Also, I have to say her dropping Midnight's only like two weeks before they stopped counting yeah. Mm-hmm. was what saved me because I my top song for November was Antihero Bleachers remix. Mm-hmm. Like I just had that on repeat. I've been listening to Midnight's constantly. And like if they wrapped Spotify like after November instead of after October, she would have been much higher up. Oh my gosh. As well. She gets, she listens, she comes for everyone. She, she is does. all encompassing. It's true. <laughs> but you had your classics, Amelia. You st- I can't, I respect yeah. the fact that you have Britney Spears in there still after, you know, so good. Classics. <laughs> Thank you. Um, SZA didn't make my top five artists this year Damn. for the first time, I think, in like five years, which possibly means I had less depressive episodes. But <laughs> she is releasing a new album very, very soon. I think it's in December. So 2023, we'll get right back to it. But Absolutely. Love it. Yeah, me and Kaya had a similar list. I also am like just pop, basic, B, Taylor Swift, Terry Styles. Um, I had ABBA in there again. John Mayer, Kygo. Amazing. Love it. All right. This is the difference between, we're going to talk about song highlights and I mix this up. I put my artists also in songs, but I want to say all of my stuff is new. And mm-hmm. like all of you guys have like Britney, ABBA, like, you yeah. know, like your oldies that you still listen to. And for some reason, like I think every single artist, yeah, every artist on my list had a new album this year that I really mm-hmm. liked. And that's why they're on here. Oh, lucky you. And then all of my top five songs also came out this year. So wow. I guess I, I don't know. I need to go back and like Kate- listen 
to some classics. <laughs> you got to be grateful. ABBA hasn't released a good song. I know they just had an album, but oh, they did. You know, That's true. sometimes you got to reach really far back into the catalog. Right. I know. I need to do that more. I think revisit the old <laughs> the oldies. Um, can we talk about Harry Styles as well? Yes. Another big one on our lists. I want to welcome Kaya McMullen to the Harry Styles fandom. Kaya, number one <laughs> artist. Who was it? Harry Styles. Also wow. like four out of, or Love no, it. three out of my five top songs, all of Harry Styles songs. That's wow. really impressive. Yeah, it wasn't on my wrapped at all last year. <laughs> also, Kaya did a podcast where she was forced yeah. to listen to mm-hmm. Harry songs, not on Spotify, like for work on yeah. YouTube and stuff. So on like YouTube. that would have made me listen yeah. to him less, you know, because right. you're like oversaturated. But no, right. but then I listened Undaunted. to him so much and I was just like, hey, this is pretty good. Indeed. Wow, this guy. Who also, knew? I was supposed to go to his concert in November oh, and mm. that got rescheduled to January, but I was listening to him a lot in November because I was getting ready to go to his concert. Right. Sure, sure. Yeah. I also okay. thought that that would get me because I went to his concert as well in either late October or November. Mm-hmm. Uh, but his song Satellite was my number two and then he was my number three artist. So I thought he'd be higher up, but he did not. I can't believe I beat you out. We're also Harry Styles stand. Incredible. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome one and all. It was a great album this year. It was. He deserves it. What other highlights do you have, Kate, for your top songs? My number one artist for the second year in a row was 17, and their song Shadow was my number one song. Um, mm. They also have another song on my top five. And then Big Get from Muna, uh, which mm. is like a sort of queer indie pop group, um, signed a Phoebe Bridgers label. And uh, their songs Runner's High and Home By Now were three and four on my list. So it was wow, my whole wow. top five list was 17, Harry Styles, and Muna. Um, nice. Love it. So a big get for them. I was surprised they beat Harry, but mm. you know, again, just I'm, had I'm a great album get, this year. I'm second guessing if you're even a Harry Styles stan at this I know. point. <laughs> Amelia, who do you like have? turning my card. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oh, I, you know, that Unholy song yeah. recently yeah. came out, and, but I love that song. I think it's, it's so really good. catchy. So that one was like a number two or three on my list, which I was like, wow, damn. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then I also had an NSYNC song from 20 years ago. Which one, so, Amelia? It's Gonna Be Me. Absolutely. Yes. I love that song. That song is so, again, they're just like really catchy pop songs. And I love them, you know? Oh, yeah. Amazing. Great. Yeah. I had two Harry Styles songs, which... Also is shocking, but I'm beating out Kate for like number one fan. Which ones? Wow. As it was in late night talking. Nice. So as it was is really basic, but it is good. And that one came out first. Everyone was like playing that one more than the other ones. And it was like a long summer and Cal, you know, it's like that album was just a a nice vibe. Anyway, and then I have a song from the Ronettes from 1963, (laughs) Be My Baby. Really classic. Oh, that's a good song. It's a really good song. It's my number three. I love Uh, it. I can't believe I went back to it that many times. Like, when do you listen to the Ronettes? Like, what, at what (laughs) point in your day are you listening to this song? You're like, let's cue this up. Okay, so it's a driving song. Yeah, it is. Okay. It's fun. And like a cooking song. Amelia, when do you listen? When do you listen to It's Gonna Be Me? When are you like, it's time? In the car, usually. Yeah. In the car. Yeah. Well, that's the Do you have it on a playlist? Or do you just queue up the song specifically? Well, no, I have a playlist and then I also queue it up too. Like the playlist is like music from the 2000s and then also. And then you're like, start with this one. Exactly. Exactly. Nice. Nice. Okay. What is your guys' most unexpected song and artist? In January of 2022, I, in the morning, was doing something on my computer and I put a song on repeat. It's like some, it's called Way by Onyu. It's like a K-pop ballad. And I, I think I was working and I like wanted a song just kind of repeat again, not in Korean. I don't speak Korean. so like perfect for like working background music, put it on repeat. 
muted it at some point, forgot it was playing, came back to it in the evening, went to open Spotify and was like, shit, this song has been playing for like nine hours. Mm. Damn. Uh, and I just fucked up my entire Spotify That'll wrapped in the you. first month of the year. <laughs> yeah, Those are so, some rookie mistakes, Kate. We know I about know, this rap. I know. Situation. And it was so early in the year and I was like, I cannot believe this. And so I did not listen to it again all year just like on principle out of spite. Yeah. Still ended up number 10 on my songs list. <laughs> Amazing. So, I mean, I guess I'm glad that it wasn't top five, but yeah, tough. Sure. Yeah. Tough. That was Amelia? <laughs> Sorry. Um, yeah, that is, wow. That's incredible. But I would say my list is definitely embarrassing if you're like a music snob and you're like, eh, none of those eh, here, baby. Don't worry eh, about it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank God. Thank God. So, you know, yeah. So and Justin, Justin Bieber? Bieber, yeah, taking the fourth <laughs> spot. Are you are you upset that a man infiltrated your top five after such a pristine, you know, other slate of artists? Yes, it was. It was embarrassing. And I don't even know what song I like of his because I'm like searching right now. And I know. There's, <laughs> I don't see any. It's it's crazy. I don't know what's Wait, going on. That's Isn't really that funny. <laughs> I literally can't find him anywhere. So, okay. <laughs> I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> I'm tired. <laughs> um, but it's a good a good ratio regardless out of you. Yes. Four women Strong women. stuff. I don't know how fucking ABBA made it on my top five for yes. another year in a row. I feel like last year's it was like had a real resurgence on TikTok. Everyone mm-hmm. rediscovered mm-hmm. it so I could like play yeah. it in social settings and not be ostracized. But this <laughs> year I was a bit shocked that I still continued to play it that much. But, you know. Wow. Good for Love you. Them. Classic for a reason. They are classic for a reason. Who's your most embarrassing song or artist on your list? I did get got by some of those like TikTok songs. Uh, mm. There's one called What Are You Doing Now um, that mm. I literally heard 10 seconds of on TikTok was like, I got to find this song on Spotify. Played it on repeat <laughs> for like a week. And then I was like, I, now I hate it. Um, mm. That was on yeah. like, you know, my top 20. Uh, yeah. Lizzie McAlpine, who I mentioned, who's kind of like another sort of sad girl, Gen Zer. Uh, I also discovered on TikTok and got really into. So like just all these like, Gen Z the girls TikTok thing is who like, mm. you know, they do 10 seconds of a song and just the fact that I hear it and I'm like, well, here, I got to go look up that here one. That are. spoke to me. Yeah. No, understandable. <laughs> this, this 18 year old really got to something in my soul. Oh, um, and funny. there were a lot of those this year. So that's, you know, that is funny. Tough. Yeah. And Amelia, your list is not embarrassing. Oh, um, thanks. Your music's You're not. Thank you. But I the best artists of our time. You know, I mean, I'm trying here and uh, don't worry. Cruise is still it's at number 24. So yeah, the top top, uh, 50, which is exciting for, I guess, no, myself. Um, Yeah. And, you know, I mean, there's other embarrassing stuff on here, but we don't have to get into it. So, yeah. So true. We respect that. Um, (laughs) Most embarrassing is my number four is nine to five by Dolly Parton. That's a good song. That is a good song. Liz, true or false, you used to listen to this song every single day on the way to work. That's true. True. So my question is, how is it still number four when you are not commuting to work? Maybe I have the same angst, but I just am not in a car. You know what I mean? <laughs> you, like, when you're like washing feeling. your face, <laughs> like putting on your skincare, is that when like, you queue oh, it up? Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I, <laughs> it's what she does to get into the mood to go to work. Right. Like, are you in your bathroom, like getting ready for your work from home day? Listening <laughs> oh, to 9 to 5? Oh, God. It's a good song. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. Um, that's what I, yes. That's what yeah. I'm going with. <laughs> yes. Um, okay. Any random thoughts? here about rap that you want to air out now? Yeah. I could have seen every one of my top five artists in concert this year if I hadn't skipped that damn Muna concert on a fucking mm. Wednesday in the middle of the week. I was going to go. 
And then Liz Kelly was like, Kate, you go to too many concerts. And I was like, you know what? You're right. Oops. Sorry. And I had gone <laughs> okay, to the office that day. <laughs> and listen, it was a lot of factors. I think I'd been to a concert like the weekend before. I was mm. like, it's too many. So I didn't go because it was on a Wednesday. Phoebe Bridgers showed up. It was the one where they dressed up as Freaky Friday. Oh, sorry. Oh, damn. And I was like, wow, I hate my life, no. uh, but it's fine. And then when I saw my wrapped, I was like, oh, shit, I've seen everyone in concert this year. And then I was like, no, I haven't, actually, because <laughs> oh, I skipped. Oh, I'm sorry. But no, who puts fine. a concert on a Wednesday? That yeah. is weird. That's I still can't. And you did that. go to a lot of concerts. I stand by I that. Did. I did. Amelia, any you. random thoughts that you want to air? Yes, I have a couple random thoughts. One, falling asleep to podcasts and music and not putting on a like a timer, <laughs> you know, like an hour timer yeah. will really skew things. Like... That was a decision that I made, I think, at the beginning of the year. And that was stupid. Mm. And I am acknowledging how <laughs> dumb that was. Um, especially when it's like, I, it said on my Spotify wrapped, it was like, you listened to 88,000 minutes. And I was like, what? And it was yeah. obviously that. Yeah. Your numbers are astrom- <laughs> astronomical. They are. No, I know. And what's crazy to me is that of the 88 minutes or 88,000 minutes, 80,000 of those minutes were on podcasts, were podcast minutes. Wow. That's I wild. Know. But it was like, know. so you fall asleep listening to people talk? Yeah. Well, like turned way, do way this. down. Yeah. With okay. headphones on? No, 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 no. Oh, just, just out loud. Just out loud. It's like, kind of, you know, the, it's weird. I don't get it because I used to fall asleep watching like TV mm. shows, but then yeah, I, was like, I know too a lot much of people do that. White light or blue light. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Well. Not. Not Whatever great, works but, for you. Uh, yeah, now thanks. set a timer, you know, and then it won't. Yeah, learn yeah, my lesson there. Up. Live and so, learn. Yeah, exactly. Um, my only comment is that these are so specific and I want to not talk about the top five of it all, but the rest of rap that comes with it. These things are getting just really, really interesting. They, <laughs> there's a slide that's like what your moods are throughout the day mm. with your music. Yeah. And it says that I start my morning with calm, relaxing, and tranquil. So like, checks out midday was comforting hopeless romantic and pumpkin spice pumpkin spice <laughs> and then i it's ended specific. the day with tender warm and moody and i'm like where are you pull i don't like the data that's being pulled here that's funny yeah um, it feels like they're really seeing you yeah and also i'm like how are we categorizing pumpkin spice i want to know <laughs> yeah i have to send out a couple emails to figure that it's out it's all that taylor swift yeah probably okay do you guys want to recommend a song or artist to a fellow tea timer before we move on and wrap this up? I would love to. And I would love to because this was my prompt. Um, Good prompt. I think Liz and Kaya, would you, you'd really like Muna. I feel like they're like the, you know, the crossover of like pop to like indie. You guys have some, you know, Ma- Maggie Rogers, yeah. all of that yeah. kind of in that vein. Mm-hmm. Um, Amelia, I think you would really like, you know, with the pop girlies. Uh, love I think you'd em. like Rina Sawayama, who is my number five artist. Okay, like, I've heard of her. To this rock, last night. Yeah. Fun. fun. Um, I really like her as well. So those are my recommendations for all of you, as well as Harry Styles, but you're already there. That's yeah, great. Right. You convince us. Amelia? Yeah. You know what? I'm <laughs> sure you have all heard and my most played artists and songs because they're all mainstream and really basic. So there's no point. No, you know what? Listen, I'll always take a Doja Cat recommendation. Okay, yeah, so. I do think I should. I could listen to more Doja Cat. Yeah, I love um, her too. My sneaky, and I haven't discussed this yet. My number one song this year was a a song called Ani Kuni, and it's a song from a French 
like disco tech Ooh. band called Polo and Pen, and it's really good. If you want to like, that's another car like kind of dance just in the background song. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, if you care to listen to that or want to transport yourself from wherever you are, I'd recommend that. I do. I like it. Thank you. Okay. And before we wrap, we just want to give a shout out to everyone who listened to Tea Time and tagged Yay. us and was like, yes. shout out to this podcast and it made it on your top list. We love you. It was so nice. You. Yeah. And we hope you don't play it before you fall asleep. And then those are like skewed numbers. We hope those are real <laughs> listener numbers. I don't know how anyone would fall asleep listening to Tea Time. Too chaotic. Nah, it would <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Let's move on. Let's do this week in relationship news, some social media and not worth the tea. I would love to. Listen. Harry and Olivia thought that they could get away with a mention on Tea Time by dropping this news on November 18th. We were off for a week. It's been quite a long time. It's now December. (laughs) However, I'm a patient woman. I can wait. And I've been biding my time to celebrate the fact that Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde are taking a break after two years together. Wow. A lot of rumors out there about how this went down, how it's going down. Honestly, if you have an interest in messy celebrity gossip, I do recommend looking up. Uh, There are some Twitter threads about various people and what they've heard and what they've seen. And I'm not going to say it on here because all of it's very much rumors. Mm. Um, But a lot of juicy stuff out there. So pretty fun, pretty messy. Obviously, this whole thing has been very messy. In terms of like sort of official sources, um, page six talked to a source, you know, quote unquote, close to the couple who insists it was like a mutual separation. Mm. Um, Harry's going to be on his international tour. Um, mm. he's in Europe. He's going to Asia. Actually, the funniest thing is the source goes, it's impossible to have a relationship when he's in every continent next year. I'm like, well, fact check. Is he going to Antarctica? <laughs> like, can, yeah. we, can we rephrase that? He's definitely international, but he's not going to every continent. Yeah. Um, but you know, she has her job and her kids, blah, blah, blah. Um, and they said, they're still friends. You'll still see them together. So I don't know. We'll see about that. Interesting. But our national nightmare is over. <laughs> and uh, Kate, <laughs> I do you feel thoughts? relieved. Do you have thoughts on the rumor that now that Kendall Jenner and Devin Booker have split up and Harry and Olivia have broken up, that they might be a rekindling? <sighs> I don't. I feel like they've been friends for too long now mm-hmm. for that to happen. You know, she was like, really dated at that concert. They were friends. Yeah. I don't know. Honestly, I, I need him to be single for a while. I need us to emotionally recover um, okay. from all of this. I think he probably wants to be not in any relationship news headlines for a long time. Mm. So that's probably uh, true. Yeah. You know, I'm I'm relieved and we made, we made it. We did it. You did. Happy for you. Thank you. On social media everywhere this week are clips of the new Netflix um, TV show Wednesday and about the Adams family with Jenna Ortega. And we talked about it a little bit. We almost did it for cringe mode, but then we realized that it came out at the end of November mm-hmm. and it's, it, it's really blowing up. Like on TikTok, there's, um, she's doing a fantastic job from yeah. what I can tell mm-hmm. and is like paying homage in like the right, perfect ways. And a lot is going viral, but I'm like, also it's like so Halloweeny, and the red carpet was hall. you know, there, yeah. it's a vibe that is not for December. And Weird. I just, again, Ask the why? room why? Why? This was the perfect October content we needed. That song that is wild. Um, that's so famous. It's like her, like the cramps, goo goo muck. It's like this very famous uh, Wednesday Adams dance. Mm. We needed these things to happen yeah. two months ago. I don't yeah. get it. I know. Have you guys been seeing these clips? Yeah, she's everywhere. And it also freaks me out how everywhere. much she looks like Christina Ricci. They were on the red I carpet know. together. And yeah, she's very good at like the whole 
you know, kind of trend where like you kind of dress like your character during yes. the press run. Yes. Um, and she's good at being a star, it seems like. So I'm yeah. very excited for her. When yeah. we do our award show at the in a couple weeks, she's definitely gonna be high up on my list of like mm. new. She's great. Stars. Yeah. Have sure. you guys um, seen uh the movie X, or actually you probably not. it's the scary movie X. She's she's in that. No. Oh no, and but I think those clips have been going around. I think I've seen her do. Okay, I've yeah. She's too. I think she's really good at like being scary girl, you know. So I'm yeah. like, yeah. Love should've it. Should have done it in October. Should have done it, but you should have done it in October. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I love this girl since Jane the Virgin. She's so oh. cute. Such a good actress. Oh, she was yeah. the mini me. That's of, cute. Yeah. Um, okay. Anyway, that. Amelia. What's some, next? Some darker news. There's been, you know, end of the year. There's always darker news. And one of the darkest things, well, not, I wouldn't, it's not, I mean, it's like pay your taxes. That's, that's the moral <laughs> of the story. Don't try to evade the government. Um, especially if you're a reality star, because I think they, they take a, a certain, a special eye, like a, more of an investigative mm. eye when it comes to reality stars, you know, they're always getting reality stars for tax stuff. So I don't yeah. understand why they keep, Letting it happen. Um, you know, again, yeah, pay your taxes because the Chrisleys of Chrisley Knows Best, which I don't think anyone here, I hope not, uh, watches the show. I, I haven't, but I kind of want just to like, because I've been watching clips and there was like a dark time, like at the start of the pandemic when I was like, I'm just going to watch clips of the Chrisleys. <laughs> and there's like, I don't know what it is about them. And their show was like on the USA network, I think. Wow. So, yeah. So it's like a random network that, you know, you're only going to to watch like Psych or something. Um, but it's like this family and they're like from Georgia and they moved to Tennessee and mm. they're I don't I think he's like a real estate guy, this Todd Chrisley and they're Southern. And it, the show of the clips I've seen really reminds me of like earlier seasons of Keeping Up with the Kardashians because it's oh, like okay. this family is so goofy and they <laughs> love pranking each other. And they're always and, you know, he's got yeah. his mom there and she's like, I'm sweating like a whore in church. And, you know, they do the <laughs> whole Southern like uh, random idioms and stuff, which I love. I don't know why I love it, but I do love it. Um uh-huh. And and again, he there's for some reason, if you watch it, maybe this isn't this maybe might not translate to everyone. Hopefully it doesn't. But to me, he's like charming. He's charming. And he's just like he's a dad. and He's just trying to get along with his five kids or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, a federal judge. This happened a couple of weeks ago on November 22nd. Uh, they uh, were convicted of conspiracy to commit bank fraud. Conspiracy to defraud the United States and tax fraud. And Todd, who is the patriarch of the family, was sentenced to 12 years in prison while his wife, Julie, the matriarch, was sentenced to seven years in prison. I'm sorry. That is so long. Listen, I'm not real time. That is real real time. time. That is like you're going to be busting your butt, breaking rocks in the hot sun time. (laughs) Like that is. It's I a long time. I, it's a lot because usually when these fraud convictions happen for reality stars and like celebrities, whatever, it's only a few years at most. A few and then years. like they get like half of that. You know? Yeah. And then yeah. they get like house arrest or whatever. Um, No, no, no. These people got 12 years in prison with a 16 month oh probation God. and seven years in a 16 month probation. This yeah. is like very this is real time. And obviously, again, you do not want to conspire to defraud the government um, or banks. Thank you. You know, that is, that is my note for this episode. No, no. How, how old are their children, Amelia? Or how old is their youngest? Like, is this going to, are they all grown? 
so Todd has two kids from his first marriage mm-hmm. and then he had and they're all grown. They're like in their 30s. Two kids who are like 24 and 25 with mm. Julie. Then there's like one son who is like 16 who recently after this all came out, he got into a horrible car accident. He's going to be okay, oh but like Oh my god. I know. Damn. And then they have custody of Todd's oldest son's daughter. And mm. she's like eight or something. But oh my um, God. it's crazy. And nice. what's insane is like this story, like this story is like not just them getting tax fraud. There was a whole thing like a year or a couple years ago involving the the eldest daughter from his first marriage, Lindsay, who apparently him and the second eldest son were trying to sell a sex tape with her in it. It's I, I don't even know. What? It's, it's so wild. It's so wild. Now I'm coming like, I got to watch the show. The show yeah. seems That's crazy. The yeah. That's the takeaway. <laughs> Damn. Wow. That's the takeaway. Watching taxes and watch the show. Those <laughs> the are the, show. Uh, the morals exactly. of today's tea time. And what's wow. crazy is like, yeah, so they obviously canceled the show, but he had, Todd had another show lined up for Peacock called Love Limo, which I guess he was going to be like, Love I don't know, the Jesse Palmer of dating shows on Peacock. I, I have no idea. It's absolutely wow. crazy. So well, could have been. What could have been? And now I'm just awaiting the prison sentence for Jen Shaw. I'm like, this isn't good, Jen. Oh, yeah. This isn't good. You True. Know? Yeah. Yeah. So, what wow. People. What a ride. Damn, really? Yeah. It's crazy. All right. So, um, next piece of news, Kate? Not equally crazy, but possibly equally crazy. Uh, you may have seen the trailer this week for Cocaine Bear, mm. directed by Elizabeth Banks. It's a movie based on a real story. In 1985, the remains of an 150-pound black bear were discovered by narcotics investigators near a duffel bag and 40 ripped open packages of cocaine. Wow. Uh, so the real life story, somebody like, I don't know, cat like jumped out of a helicopter with this cocaine while they were transporting it. The bear found the cocaine, only ate like a couple pounds of it, apparently, mm. and died. As oh, no. You shouldn't Ooh. eat that much cocaine. However, in the fictional story, uh, which is coming out next year. The bear just gets really high and starts hunting people. So uh, the synopsis says uh, a 500-pound apex predator is hunting potential victims in a Georgia forest where an oddball group of cops, criminals, tourists, and teens are converging. Um, They're calling it Pablo Escobar. Uh, The real bear didn't actually target people or kill anyone, but obviously the movie version, it does. And I just want to mention the cast. This is not like A-list actors by any means, but if you'd been like, there's a movie coming out called Cocaine Bear about a bear on cocaine, Uh I would have been like, I'm never going to have heard of anyone in this movie. (laughs) This movie stars Carrie Russell of the Americans. Oh. Ray Liotta. uh, Alden Ehrenreich, formerly Han Solo. Margot Martindale, iconic character actress. Yeah. uh, O'Shea Jackson Jr., who was... um, is like one of the Ice Cube or Ice T? Whose son is he? One of the oh, Ices. Ice Cube. Ice I can't Cube. Remember them? Yeah, it's Ice that Cube. one. Uh, and he was like a big deal a while back when he was in that movie. Um, that he played his father. Right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jesse Tyler Ferguson, Christopher Hugh Jew okay. from Game of Thrones. I'm like, why are you people in this movie? I, I don't. Know. Maybe maybe Wait. people will see it like for the bit. Maybe it'll be like a Morbius situation where people will be like, we have to go experience Cocaine Bear. Or maybe um, it'll be like one of those, like, remember how everyone was like, a star is born with Lady Gaga? Are you kidding me? And then it was like the best movie of the year. I would love maybe. for Cocaine Bear to get the kind of run that a star is born got. <laughs> me I would too. too. <laughs> Wait, Sleeper awards hit. <laughs> yeah. Is this also, this might be Ray Liotta's last role, I think. 
It's, mm. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with him, but um, I was I mean, like quite dead, stunned so. by the amount of people that, right, it, the amount of people that I recognized starring yeah, in this movie. That is kind of crazy. Wow. Yeah. So that's something that's happening in wildlife. Is that coming news. out soon in the new year or this before the end of the year? Unclear. I couldn't find an exact date. Okay. But probably not. Huh. Damn. Soonish. Probably, you know, Q1, Q2. We'll see. Okay. Um, last piece of news before we move on. And I actually now thinking about it might pitch this as a cringe mode because if I had to see it, perhaps you two should too. Um, <laughs> just because we keep in touch with the holidays so closely, I just wanted to give a little PSA to not watch Spirited. Mm. What is that? You don't know. Have you? It's with uh, Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds. It's like oh, I heard about it. Yes, I saw an ad. of a Christmas carol. Charles Dickens. Oh. But that, speaking of stat cast, Octavia Spencer is in that. Tracy Morgan is in that. Um, And then obviously those two are A-list actors. It's a musical and it's a lot. And I actually might make you two watch it. So perhaps I won't say anything more. But wow. Stay Great. tuned. So you were like, don't watch this movie. And then you're like, actually, actually we're going to watch this should. movie. We'll okay. see. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts, real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Speaking of cringe mode, let's do this week's. We waited a couple weeks, but we did do Enchanted, um, our last cringe mode. So we are following up with the long-awaited sequel, Disenchanted, on Mm. Disney Plus, out now. Kate, would you like to go through the plot? 
I would love to. This movie takes place many years after Enchanted, obviously, as it is many years after Enchanted. Everyone's grown up, including the teenage daughter of Giselle and uh, McDreamy, who's whose name I'm choosing to forget. Uh, and, you know, things are just not great in New York. Giselle hasn't learned anything in the last <laughs> eight years, it seems. So uh, she wants to move to suburbia, basically get out of the city. First, like 20 minutes are them moving to this place called Monroeville. And, you know, it's it's nice. There's grass and trees and no cockroaches. Um, mm. And things, everything's just going badly. Their teenage daughter's mad because uh, yeah, she's a teenager. And basically, Giselle makes this wish on this wishing wand given to uh, Morgan by uh, James Marsden and Adina Menzel, who are visiting from Andalasia. <laughs> and uh, Giselle makes a wish and turns it into like a fairy tale life. The whole town becomes this fairy tale land. Um, there's a very fun plot twist where Giselle like accidentally turns herself into a wicked stepmother and like goes through mm-hmm. this whole transformation, becomes the villain ultimately like has to be saved by her daughter and the power of love and memories um, and fights with Maya Rudolph who's like the evil queen. Everything is saved at the end of the day and they live happily ever after, even though the whole movie is about how happily ever after is actually very difficult and you have to work to be happy. So that's the yes. moral of the story. Nice. Nice button to put on that. Um, yeah. Let's do the highlights. I was not sold on the first half hour of this movie. Mm. I thought that Amy Adams as Giselle was actually very grating. Like, I was like, why have you learned nothing in yes. your time on this earth? Like, yes. it's been like 10 years. Yeah. And you still don't know how to do anything. Um, I was like, oh, okay, I don't know about this. And then uh, as soon as she made, <laughs> excuse me, as soon as she made the wish and I, the fairy, like the Wicked Stepmother plot started happening. And like, instead of being annoying and confused all the time, she was like, actually having fun and kind of hamming it up as the villain. Mm -hmm. Then I was like, I'm in actually like this is smart and does work. Um, That was the best choice they could have made. Totally. Because there was about five to 10 minutes left of our patience with that character in (laughs) New York city. And to flip it, I thought she really came alive when she started. That was such a good choice. Really good. And as soon as I realized, right, as soon as I realized that was happening, I was like, smart. Cause like, like, we talked about in the first movie, like, you know, no one can pull off this character like mm-hmm. Amy Adams did. And mm-hmm. she is, the fact that she is likable and as annoying as she should be is like really impressive. Mm-hmm. But something about it being 10 years later and like still not knowing anything actually yeah. was annoying. <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> um, I was glad that they made that choice. Mm-hmm. Um, another highlight, there are a couple little Easter eggs in this movie. We talked about how the first one just kind of like targeted some Disney tropes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And this one got very specific with some of the Disney Easter eggs. Um, <laughs> Adina Menzel sings a song about like the power of love. And in the song, she says, let it glow, let it grow. I was like, ah, mm. frozen. And then there's a villain song that we'll talk about later uh, where Maya Rudolph and uh, Amy Adams sing at each other. But they're talking about how they can't have two villains in one story. And there's a line that says, no one would ever bother to tell a tale about Maleficent and Cruella. I was like, ah, nice. Disney did that. Nice. That's so, funny. I enjoyed it. Um, I really liked how they let Adina Menzel run in this mm. movie. She Finally. was a bigger character. I know, Kate, I think you may think that there wasn't enough, but there was so much more of her. Yeah. And our biggest problem last movie was that she didn't sing a single note. So yeah. was very happy to see her. And also she went to Andalasia and became like a princess. And she's so, I mean, that's where she really shines is as some mm-hmm. witch or princess or queen or something of some made up yeah. land. So loved it. 
I have to also give a shout out to the casting of this movie. So originally the child actress, Rachel Covey was Morgan. Um, and she's really cute in the first one. Obviously the second one, she, who knows, maybe she couldn't sing. Maybe she didn't want to do it, whatever. Mm. They recast the daughter role. She looks exactly yes, the same. She does. Her name is yes, Gabriella Baldacino. And apparently this other original child actress made a cameo in the movie. I didn't actually spot oh, her, but she was in there. Hmm. But great casting. And the other girl could sing. So, you know, <laughs> yeah. it was a win-win. Um, yeah, that's fine. And then lastly, just speaking of uh, Amy Adams' transformation to like an evil queen, her mm-hmm. costumes got so much better when she so got good. evil, when she was evil, turned into this evil stepmother. It's mm-hmm. like deep jewel tone colors. <laughs> He's like dark, deep blues and greens and reds and purples. Mm-hmm. And I just can't say enough about, uh, thank God they did that. I think yep. that saved my movie experience. Great. Agreed. Amelia? You know, I just I loved Pip. He was like <laughs> my number one character in the first one. I just love him in the first one. And I loved him again in this one. I thought he was cute and I'm so glad they included him. And then I love how he turned into a cat. I thought that was funny. I was like, wow. They did that for me. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. You didn't get tortured with a clothes hanger in this one either. Thank God. Thank God. Okay, let's do low lights. Amelia. I can't, like you said at the top, I think, you know, I mean, like the whole lesson is like, you know, this is life isn't a fairy tale, but like, wasn't that the lesson learned in the last Enchanted. Yes, it was like, like life's what? a fairy tale if you make it right that way. It's <laughs> just like I don't. It's like what? I just like why? Are, this is this. We're learning the same lesson. Moving to Monroeville is like you know. I feel that's just start the start, the beginning of it where it's like yeah. it's kind of like defeats the the lesson learned. Yeah, enchanted, it's sad but that like okay. everyone just becomes hardened over time. Uh, right. Like you know what? Never mind. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So. It was a little depressing. Plus, I yeah. I hate that I'm <laughs> yeah. at the point in life where I'm like, you know what? Move to the suburbs. They look great. And they're probably better. And I was like, oh no, I'm old. Um, My major low light, honestly, for this movie, and I'm sorry, maybe I'm just anti-teenager. I've never watched a movie and been like, this is great, but like, what if we added a shitty teenager to the sequel? Uh, I did think the actress was good. Honestly, I thought they did a decent job with her. I just, whenever the plot is like, oh, I have a teenager and she's mouthing off to me and she doesn't like anything, I'm always like, why, man? Yeah, <laughs> why? The teen was tough, but I guess you can't, you couldn't make it a tween because so much time had passed between right. everybody else. Yeah, yeah. it made sense as a plot point. It was just like, ugh. It's just annoying. Teenagers. It's just annoying. Yeah. yeah. But could you like even fucking imagine if your mom broke out in a song three times a day and was like, but mm. it's only if you make a wish, then it'll come true. And you're like, mom, you're like, literally shut sh- up. Shut she up. deserved to be so much more angry than she really she was. She did. Especially again, since like, I mean, she's been here for a long time at this point. Like a New York City mm-hmm. teen going oh, up against my like, gosh. Yeah. 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 Um, no, Kate, no, I, know, I know you have a few comments here in the low lights. I have some nitpicks, some yeah. nits to pick. Uh, James Marsden gives Patrick Dempsey his sword as like a gift, a moving present mm-hmm. or something. And Patrick Dempsey takes it to work with him on his first <laughs> day of his commute on a public train. Like, first of all, they would have kicked him off the train with a yeah, real sword. Can't be doing like, that. There's no I, way yeah, in 2022 that yeah. you're commuting with a train with a sword. Um, it's not good. Unlike, why would you take it? I was confused about that. With this fucking magic wand. Why would you give someone with the IQ of a child? <laughs> Technically, the gift is to Morgan, the teenager, which again, don't give this to a teenager either, but her mom uses it. Why would you give them a weapon of like actual mass destruction, like a magic yeah. wand? 
Great I, like you question. can wish for anything, clearly. Uh, and listen, this is fairy tale 101. So like if Giselle knows nothing <laughs> about New York, at least she should understand like fairy tale life and fairy tale rules because that's so where true. she grew up. You gotta you gotta be exact with your wording. She's like, I wish for a fairy tale life. No, you gotta be specific. You gotta know exactly what you want and exactly how it wants to be carried out. And that's just like fairy tale 101. So I was like, come on, girl, you don't know anything in either world. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I had this in Age of the Worst, but it really is more of a nitpick. The movie starts out with first minute. They're singing about Andalasia and how great Andalasia is. It's just like the, you know, the fairy tale creatures. Uh, it's like, Andalasia, we love you or whatever. <laughs> and it reminded me to the point where I paused the movie and looked it up of the Genovia national anthem from Princess oh Diaries 2 that plays wow. during the coronation where it's like, Genovia. Gen-. I was like, <laughs> I have heard this made up anthem before. And I was exactly right. It's basically the same song. Um, wow. So can wow. we get some variety for our made up please. Yeah. country national anthems, please? Yeah. I have two small nitpicks. The first was I was so distracted by two people. One is Miss Pillsbury from Glee. Yeah. Uh, Gemma Mays, the bright-eyed and bushy-tailed teacher from that show. Uh, she's like the sidekick. And it only was because I hadn't seen her since Glee that Same. I was like, what are you doing here after all these years in this random movie? But she does look like a, a fairy tale woman. So I guess mm-hmm. that makes sense. And then Oscar from... Um, the office is in this as a very small character, uh, as like a, a bartender or something. Yeah, he's like a barista who gets <laughs> turned barista. into the magic mirror. I'm like, Yikes. why you? Yeah. I don't know. know. Odd. Odd. Also, my last one that I actually did not realize, Kate, that there was like little joke wink winks to other Disney movies because I thought there was a real missed opportunity for Adina Menzel to have some kind of wicked joke. Like wow. Amy Adams is literally like a That's wicked witch. That's a great point. Witch. Come on, people. Yeah. I know there's probably IP issues. They right. That's do probably that. was it. Damn, you're right, that, though. It we could have made right it work. There. That would have been it really funny. could have made it work. Right there. And when she was singing that big song about evil versus, I was like, you're basically singing, you know, a wicked yeah. song. You're so anyway. right. Yeah. Um, my final low light, not enough James Marsden. Mm, I he did so much press for this movie. People were talking about him on Twitter. I was like, he must have a bigger role in this movie. No, he has a way smaller role. <laughs> nope. He shows yeah. up at the beginning, sings a little song about the magic wand with Adina. And then yeah. he shows up in cartoon form. Uh, I know. Which I'm like, I want to see the real James Marsden, please. And then yeah. he shows up at the very end, like to sword fight with some kids. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> Like, he literally is like, someone must stay here to save Andalasia. And I was like, not you. Like, yeah, someone right. else. <laughs> Anybody else. Can you please come with us so that we can mm-hmm. watch you yeah. more on our screens? But no, they just kind of wrote him out, which is yeah. tragic. Bad choice. I know. Really bad choice. Let's see what's aged the best and the worst. Best. Has to be said. Everyone looks amazing. Yes. I, they look great. Amy Adams' hair was incredible. She still was delightful and beautiful. And the guys looked great. And... Just incredible stuff across the board. Amelia, what age is the worst? Um, Just, I know we mentioned it before, but like timing, this movie should have been made at least 10 years ago. I mean, this is... Directly after the first one. I mean, it's wild. I just like, what? I mean, fine. I'm not, I'm sorry. I don't mean to be like, how dare you? But like, kind of, how dare you? You know? I I don't know. It was too long. It just was. Too long. Um. Age of the Worst, this plot hits really different if you've seen the TV show <laughs> WandaVision. In oh WandaVision, God. the Scarlet Witch like controls all the brains of these like regular town people to make mm-hmm. them into her fantasy 
retro world, but they're like aware of it while it's happening. And it's like this like very traumatic mind control situation. And I was like, this is the same thing. Like Amy Adams is controlling the minds of these people, making them do all these insane things. And they wake up and are like, wow, I had a weird dream. It's like, no, she actually made you do terrible, <laughs> like fairy tale dances and scary things. And mm-hmm. you didn't have control of your mind or your body for, I don't know, 12 hours. Yeah. I was like, this is basically is WandaVision. Scary. Like she's a villain yeah. actually for doing this for real. It's <laughs> <laughs> a little disturbing. All um, right, let's do MVPs, Kate. Uh, I claimed James Marsden before I even saw it because he's just my Love favorite. That for you. And, I stand by it, even though he was barely in it. He was the MVP for the five minutes that he was on screen. <laughs> okay. I'm giving it to Patrick Dempsey. He really gave it his all again. And I know he's like a kind of beyond this stuff, but I appreciated the fact that he leaned in. They actually, I think the reason James Marsden wasn't in it was because they gave like those jokes oh, to him. Like, you yeah. know, like he became Probably, like yeah. the silly nightman. Oh my and God. And so like they had to kind of get rid of the original one. You're so and right. And it was yeah. fun. He committed. He had he did. like, he really mm-hmm. committed to the bit. I mean, um, excuse me, Liz, please say the words that you I'm actually wrote gonna, in the outline. I'll, I'll say them if you gonna. won't. Okay, fine. You can do it. Liz wrote down MVP, salt and Peppa Papa, Patrick Dempsey. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> 10 out of 10. He looks great. He looks he really look good. good. He does. Um, Amelia, who is your MVP? I mean, I gotta go with Amy Adams. She mm-hmm. just, she really, you know what? She commits and she, she committed does. to this role and just the nuances of her turning into the stepmother and like not everyone can do that. It's hard. And, you know, again, like I said, she should have won an Oscar for the first one. I'm not I don't know if she should win an Oscar for this one, but just give her say. the damn Oscar sometime one. soon. <laughs> I hey, agree. Thanks. She's still got it. She's absolutely she does. Does. I mean, yeah, she's young. She's young. She, she has t- she has time, but I just she wants it. You know, she wants it bad. I, know. I think we, should we, just, we, we have to, to give her one so she'll stop trying to get one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, two very quick lightning round questions. The best new song, Kate. Uh, I got to go with the Maya Amy villains song about how there shouldn't be two villains. I mean, as soon as they That's walked in <laughs> in the fairy tale room together and we're like squaring off, I was like, here we go. Like this is what I've been waiting for. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then when they, great. it's not like a, it's not exactly an earworm. Like it's not like the mm-hmm. catchiest of songs. It's very like a musical, like we're making a lot yeah. of jokes and advancing the plot by singing at each mm-hmm. other, but they're having fun. And so am I, mm-hmm. I thought it was fun. Yeah. Um, my best new song was the happily ever after song, right after she transforms the, the town into that magic land and everyone is so happy and bopping around and in like unison and this big group dance numbers. So. Yeah. The dancing in the streets stuff. Yes. Great. Love a big yes. dance number. Yeah. Yes. Both Those are choices. the clear winners. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Worst new song, Kate? I'm sorry to the daughter. She's got pipes. She sounds great. But like, I just didn't come here to see her walk through the woods and sing. Like, I was exactly. like, I, I'm not here for you. Bring back Amy right. and Adina and James. So, okay. Isn't Adina that in that skip. song? Are we thinking of the same song? Because no, I was thinking okay, of the original it. song when she mm. is like, oh, I'm Cinderella and my stepmother's so mean and there's this boy oh, and yeah. I want to go to the ball. I was like, <laughs> mur, mur. like, okay. Yeah. Um, thought, but yeah, no, Adina is in the other song with her. And I thought they were okay, good together, it. actually. Yeah, they're good together. But half of it was them animated. I'm like, I didn't come here right. to see, no. No, you know, Adina Menzel. We're overdoing, a bit like overdoing with the animation this time. Like it's yeah. slightly too much. Needed small touch. Yeah. Um, okay. Let's the last category, Tea Time's unanswerable questions. Kate. Uh, a prompt tweet went viral this week uh, mm. by at hardly underscore int comfort character. This comfort movie that who cares? I want to know what your comfort celebrity interview clip is. 
Um, mm-hmm. People were replying and quote tweeting with their favorite just like interview variety clips, etc. What are your faves? What what interview clip do you like wow. go back to to watch <laughs> or like think of fondly over time? Mine is 10 seconds long. And Amelia, I feel like you'll like this one. Okay. It's the entertainment tonight. Marina Menounos, Justin Bieber interview when they're talking and he, she's like, oh, did Selena Gomez say that? And he's like, I don't know, maybe. And she goes, <laughs> and she go, he goes, I like that laugh. <laughs> that's such a good, that's such a good answer. <laughs> I love that clip. <laughs> Woo, I love that clip. So small. It's oh, a clip. It's not, I mean, it was part of an interview. That's but so good. I could watch that every time it comes up anywhere. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that's the perfect answer. <laughs> Just like the, it, and that's exactly what it is. Like whatever you want, whenever it comes across your timeline, you're going to hit play. In the vein of that kind of, someone sent that um, Jake Gyllenhaal, Tom Holland, Sean Paul interview where they're on like radio <laughs> one and, and Sorry. Jake Gyllenhaal's like, Sean Paul every time. And they're like playing the Sia song and he's like, Sean Paul. And he's like, he just, <laughs> it just gets better. I'm like, Jake Dylan, are you okay? Uh, That's that really funny. Good. I don't know that I've seen that. That's funny. Yeah. Also, <laughs> it's good. Um, there's also a Graham Norton sorry, clip I'm from sorry. ages ago that Ooh, okay. cracks me up every time I watch it, where it's Steve Carell, Chris O'Dowd, and Kristen Wiig, where Chris O'Dowd accidentally eats a fly on air. It's like one of the funniest <laughs> interview clips I've ever seen. It's really good. <laughs> That's really funny. And then shout out to uh, the entire Ocean's 8 press circuit. But there's mm-hmm. one where Kate Blanchett and Sarah Paulson are like sitting in each other's laps. It's like Good Morning America or something. And like maybe drunk. It's hard to say what's happening. Yeah. Um, but it's very important Kate, to me. Do you mm. think that the House of Dragon interviews that like have gone really viral, you think in a couple years that will kind of bank as Yeah, that one almost favorite? went too big. You know, mm, like that okay. one almost became like too big of a meme. I feel like. Yeah. But yeah, like that kind of thing where like they just have really good chemistry and it's like quick yes. and funny and comforting. Yes. I feel like people like yes. Amelia, do you yeah. have one that you watch all the time? I'm trying to think. I used to, there's like a compilation of like the best or worst moments from Megan McCain on The View that like makes me laugh. <laughs> all that the would time. be your I'm comfort like, interview clip. Yeah, it's so <laughs> good. And she, it's always her getting like shot down by people. That's it's my nightmare. really funny. Um, and then <laughs> I'm also thinking of, do you remember? It was like, it went viral like I don't know how many years ago, but it was like they were interviewing Harrison Ford and they're like, did Greedo shoot first or did you shoot first? And he's like, I don't care. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are some really good answers oh, on this God. tweet as well. The, the I was just scrolling through the quote retweets being like, wow. Yeah, well, you send it to me. I want to see it. I will. <laughs> okay, Amelia, what's your question? Okay, so the other day, like literally the other day, um, Lindsay Lohan, you know, she's back. Mm-hmm. We did a whole series on her. Go check that out. And she has an, a deal with Pepsi. So I guess, Kate, we're going to have to update our. I know we Lindsay discussed Lohan's that spawn con pod. That's a big get. Although <laughs> she made it weird. Get, yeah, she did make it weird because she did the whole dirty soda thing, which I, I feel like we've talked about this before, too, maybe. Um, 
it was big when those Mormon moms on TikTok were swinging yes. with each other. And because uh, people were like, oh, my God, Mormons love to drink uh, soda in, because they can't drink alcohol. It's like against the Mormon Bible or something. So they all get really creative when they're, you know, driving around Utah. And mm -hmm. they and there's like specific uh, like almost like fast food kind of stations, but for soda where people can order a yeah. soda and then put whatever they want into it. And now Pepsi with Lindsay Lohan, they're like, we're doing pilk and cookies this year. And it's like, she's wearing a Santa uni uh, outfit. She's got some cookies. She's got her Pepsi and she's pouring milk into it. And e I don't, I, why, why? I guess. Are we trying it? Are you into it? Why? No. I would try it just to feel the sensation. I was out the yeah. week that Kate tried LaCroix and balsamic vinegar. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, yeah. Nose goes. I've, yeah. I've done my time. <laughs> it's up to me or you, Amelia. I, I, I mean, I, I just like a root beer float. So, yeah. like, you would, think, you would think that there could be some crossover there. I just mm -hmm. don't want the milk, A, to be bubbly or the Pepsi right. to be bubbly. It like curdles like it. Would, yeah. That's disgusting. I also yeah. don't like Pepsi. So, yes, agreed. Okay, like well, you don't try Coke and milk. I'm sure it's the same, Kate. Just try that. <laughs> well, and it wouldn't be pilk then, would it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you're right. Yeah, I don't know about okay, this. Okay, so TVD. All right. <laughs> TVD. So. Let us know okay. if you've ever okay. put Pepsi and milk together. It's uh, a good commercial. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Cute. That's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. Thank you to Kaya, our producer. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Howell. And I'm Amelia Wedemeyer. This episode is brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. As a ruthless king builds his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, enter the kingdom in IMAX on May 10th and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.